ladies and gentlemen. This next reviewer discussion is scheduled for one podcast. Join Chris Vint and Mike Lacey as they make up the dynamic team of WrestleShock. Hello guys and welcome back to another uh, episode of WrestleShock Reviews. Uh, I'm your host Chris Vint and unfortunately Mike Lacey is not here again. Um, <coughs> it's a case of I'm recording this early in our time in the UK, uh, so that means it's quite early, it's about 6 o'clock uh, Mike's time, so kind of didn't want to ask him to come on to do this here, but um, excuse me if I do sniff or <clears throat> clear my throat a bit, um, trying to kick a little bug that's been going around, um, so just if I do hear that, I do apologise. Um, Fun-filled uh, edition um, this time. Not that all the other ones haven't been, but uh, have a couple of guest reviewers um, who hopefully will be come more regular. Um, obviously, you would have heard in our last episode, um, Haley Stewart's ex Swanton Girly X on YouTube um, did a review of the Trish Stratus um, DVD, which was brilliant. Um, we have two male reviewers this time who kind of. Um, have picked these DVDs, and it's quite uncanny the fact that they've both picked these DVDs. Um, the first one is Martin Steins, um, Martin Talks on YouTube. Um, congratulations to Martin at the time of recording this. Last week he won a uh, prize from silvervision.co.uk, who obviously we do these reviews in conjunction with. Now these are some of the older ones, so obviously the guys have got these DVDs and have reviewed them from their own collection. Um, Martin is actually uh, reviewing the Tombstone, the History of the Undertaker, the three-disc set that came out about... Uh, a good couple of years ago, uh, I think it was seven years ago. <clears throat> so um, it's uh, really good to see um, that um, being reviewed. Um, Mar- uh, Martin's review runs for about 25-30 minutes, so it's pretty in-depth, uh, very informative, and I hope you guys enjoy that. And then after that is Chris Hill, who is Mr. Big Red 1990 on YouTube. I see where we're going here, a little trend with YouTube stuff. Um, and Chris reviews The Twisted and Disturbed Life of Cain. That's right. Now, these guys have just picked these DVDs, so it's really, really funny the fact that they've both picked the guys, you know, that they are brothers, um, you know, they've had um, uh, tag team uh, championship reigns, etc., various feuds and stuff, so... Um, Chris reviews that there uh, another three disc set uh, Chris is a huge Kane fan actually has the UK version the American version has the masks and stuff um, so uh, it's good to see this here um, he seems to like people who have something on their face whether it be Kane or Sting you know that there um, now my review is going to be up first um, Chris's review, by the way, runs at the same time as Martin's, about 25-30 minutes thereabouts. Uh, another great review, um, so thank you very much to the guys for doing that. Really, really impressed, really, really um, happy um, with the reviews, and hopefully that it's something that they can keep on doing. Um, I just let them review whatever they want, um, as long as it's on Silvervision's site, uh, so you'll hear them plug Silvervision on which it is, etc. So... Without further ado, I am going to do my review. And if my review doesn't come in for 25-30 minutes, boy, am I going to get it. So they've inter- they've both interviewed. They've both reviewed one of their favourite superstars, which only leads me to do this. Hulk Hogan was the foundation for everything that we have today. He brought the entertainment to sports entertainment. That's his legacy. The bring the E to WWE. 
Hulk Hogan was an innovator. He was a six-time WWE champion. And a six-time WCW champion. He had a four-year run as WWE champion. The longest in two decades. Headline eight of the first nine wrestling. He bridged the generation gap with wrestling fans, young and old. It's an endearing term because it means so many different things to so many different people. The incredible Hulk Hogan! Hulkamania is running wild like it's never ran before. Hulkamania represents some of the greatest moments in the history of sports entertainment. There's an aura there. When he's on, there's no one that can touch you. Who's your favorite Hulkamaniac? Everybody loved Hogan growing up because he was Hogan. Uh, that's that's why, right? I remember him telling little kids to say their prayers and take their vitamins. He involves not only the two people in the ring, but the thousands outside the ring. They can be involved. They can feel that energy. He has a, an ability to read a room like nobody I've ever seen before. Even though that room may be filled with 20,000 people. I start growing up in the front row crying and screaming when Hulk was down. The people related to Hulk Hogan. He made wrestling so entertaining, so exciting. As a viewer, you take away knowing that this is fun. This is going to be a special match for my mother, brother. Can you dig it? I can dig it. And knowing that a lot of the things that he would say were so outrageous and outlandish, you would just sit back and just roar. I'm back! Thank God, Mean Gene, I got my pump back, man. Watch up, watch what you're gonna do when the strongest force, Hulkamania, 24 pythons, and the 24 pythons runs wild on you. I think what attracted me to Hulk Hogan when I was a kid, the hair, you know, the mustache, the yellow and red, he looked, you know, he looked like a street sign. It just, it was very visual. When the goings gets rough, all I do is reach out for those thousands upon thousands of Hulkamaniacs, man. He peaked at a time when wrestling was transitioning into the mainstream. He is a guy that represented wrestling. It is a household name that became bigger than our sport. You can ask almost everybody in the world who Hulk Hogan is, and they all know. There's only one Hulk Hogan, Daddy. I will step in the ring, meet any challenge, and when I get too old and gray, then I gotta sit down and let one of the little holsters take over. You're gonna remember me for a long time, brother. What a run. I don't care who comes and goes, there'll never be another Hulk Hogan. Hulk's legacy will be the guy that started it all the guy that put our business on the map. He's the reason that half of this locker room are wrestlers right now. What you gotta do? Hulk 
has touched the lives of three generations of people. Now you've got fathers and mothers raising their kids on Hulk Hogan. He should be remembered as the greatest attraction his business has ever seen. People in baseball still know the name Babe Ruth and Joe DiMaggio and things of that nature. So I, I think Hogan will always be a part of World Wrestling Entertainment legacy. And he should be. He deserves it. That's right. I'm going to review a Hulk Hogan DVD. Now, there is three different DVDs that you can get of Hulk Hogan. There's the very, very hard to get um, Hulk Still Rules. Um, one which is one of my favourite ones but um, yeah, there was a reason why I'm doing this one there's also Hulk Hogan um, <coughs> the unreleased um, anthology um, which basically just chronicles some of the matches that weren't released on this one yeah unreleased collector's series DVD uh, which you can't get from silvervision.co.uk for six ninety nine three disc set but the one I'm reviewing is Hulk Hogan the ultimate anthology um, this is available at silvervision.co.uk. The recommended retail price is twenty nine ninety nine. As always with Silvervision, you don't get it for that. You get it for six ninety nine. Plus, there's an added bonus. It includes a fourth bonus disc, which is exclusive to one store in America and Silvervision in the UK and Europe. You cannot get this disc anywhere else. So I'll just read the blurb. Yeah, that's right, blurb. I said blurb on the back of the box. Uh, this four-disc set covers the amazing career of the greatest superstar in the history of sports entertainment, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan has mesmerised fans from the birth of Hulkamania in the mid 80s and continues to wow fans today with the continuing success of his VH1 reality series Hogan Knows Best. It's all here from his classic battle against Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3 to his 2005 induction in the Hall of Fame. This release will chronicle his amazing career and spotlight a number of classic matches and the names here are Andre the Giant, Iron Sheik, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Randy Savage, Ric Flair, King Kong Bundy, Undertaker, Sergeant Slaughter, Sting, Ultimate Warrior and more. Um, If I could just find out whenever this was actually released. um, Just obviously with him saying about the Hogan Knows Best, I think that... um, was obviously then uh, kind of doesn't really happen now with him being divorced and such um, 2006 um, was whenever it actually was released so six years ago uh, we're w- really with the times but just for the guys doing theirs I really wanted to talk over some of the matches that are on this here so as I say you have four discs I'll actually go over the bonus disc chapters first of all and as I say you'll only get this with silvervision.co.uk it actually says uh, down the bottom of it isn't it yeah bonus disc includes 90 minutes of classic matches um, which is brilliant um, so the first one is Hulk Hogan with Freddie Blassie versus Tito Santana from Madison Square Garden in 1980 um, Hulk Hogan with Johnny Valiant versus Sonny Rogers and Chuck Greenlee in the AWA um, you may have seen snippets of this in the AWA the spectacular 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 legacy of the AWA. Um, sorry, I had a brain fart there. Um, you would see a bit of that, uh, him very much um, having a handicap match, um, like Ryback of this day and age. Oh, sorry, um, c- can't really mention Ryback and Hulk Hogan in the same breath. Uh, WWE Championship match Hulk Hogan versus Terry Funk from Saturday Night's Main Event in 1986. Um, obviously, sorry, I'm just taking a swig of water here. 
obviously, um, Saturday Night's main event was huge back in the 80s. Um, so many millions of viewers, like 25 million viewers of wrestling, that's whenever it really reached its pinnacle. It is something that Mike and I are looking to do like a special on, it's a Saturday Night's Main Event DVD. Mike just needs to get it first of all. You listen to Mike, go and buy Saturday Night's Main Event DVD. Amazon.com. Uh, Hulk Hogan versus King Harley Race again for Saturday Night's Main Event. Um, Hulk Hogan wins the 1990 Royal Rumble. Uh, now this obviously I don't think was at the time where... Um, very rare that he would have been the WWF champion and actually won a Royal Rumble because the 1990 would have been his match against the Ultimate Warrior for um, the champion versus champion title for title, you know, that epic battle. Um, Hulk Hogan versus Earthquake SummerSlam 1990 and Mean Gene Okerlund interviews Hulk Hogan in the Raw Homecoming 2005. That's all on the bonus disc so that's just like really just scratch the surface with some of the stuff that you know you'll only find in this disc. So the first uh, disc, disc one chapters, um, Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant from 1980. We then have the AWA Championship match, um, Hulk Hogan versus Nick Bockwinkle. Uh, this is a match for me that I, I really want to start getting into watching some of the older stuff like the AWA, like Nick Bockwinkle and stuff. Um, just watching the spectacular legacy of the AWA. Um, he just seemed to have it all, you know, like seemed to be a good wrestler, you know, he was very articulate, could talk. A lot of people would say that Chris Jericho is the modern day version of Nick Bockwinkle, just the way he uses big words and stuff like that, you know, without all those parasites and, you know, etc. I know parasites is not a big word, but I don't want to say like hemoglobin or something like that and just completely blow it out of context. Um, but I really want to start watching some of the older matches like that there. Obviously, like the Greg Gagne, um, seeing like uh, Shawn Michaels starting off, uh, Bobby Heenan obviously being there, etc., etc. Um, so, yeah, uh, something that uh, if you want to see Hulk Hogan in his early days, really, really good match to watch. <clears throat> we then move on to Madison Square Garden in 1984, where Hulk Hogan um, is facing the Iron Sheik and wins his first WWF championship um, from that obviously that um, scene of him pinning the Iron Sheik is pretty much etched in everyone's uh, memory um, just him kind of hooking the leg bringing it up near his face and you know going nuts and that's whenever you hear Gorilla Monson saying Hulkamania is here that's whenever Hulkamania is actually born um, just great to see um, Hogan win his first um, championship uh, then we see him versus Big John Stud again, Madison Square Garden. Some uh, eight months later, um, you can't really re- remember much about this match. Um, Hulk Hogan versus Rowdy Roddy Piper. Um, Hogan did say that it was a lot of fun working with Piper, but he just wished that Piper would have brought his guard down a bit um, to then, um, you know, get, do some serious, serious money. Um, I think this was one that kind of ended in a. <clears throat> no contest. I also forgot to say that this DVD, my goodness, my memory is everywhere here at the minute, isn't really um, like very much like Martin will talk about um, and Chris will talk about theirs, that, you know, like it's just an announcer. We do have an announcer, but we have Mean Gene Okerlund and Jimmy, the mouth of the South Heart, t- 
talking about the various matches, you know, the lead-ups to it, etc., etc. So it's great to see two of the people that um, are synonymous with Hulk Hogan, you know, Mouth of the South obviously uh, managed him at WrestleMania 9, right about then, Gene Oakland, obviously, you know, let me tell you something mean, Gene, you know, it's just great to see that um, these guys are actually here um, to talk about... Um, Hogan's matches and you know all that kind of stuff so that brings an air of um, familiarity if that is said correctly um, to this uh, great set um, so after the Rowdy Piper we also have Hulk Hogan and Mr. T versus Rowdy Rowdy Piper and Paul Orndorff from the first Wrestlemania obviously Hulk Hogan had uh, Superfly Jimmy Snuka in his corner and Piper and Orndorff had uh, Cowboy Bob Orton uh, referee uh, was um, Pat Patterson you had um, Muhammad Ali as the enforcer etc so um, it's just one of those matches again the Bob Orton flying off the top turnbuckle hitting Orndorff in the back of the head with his cast um, Superfly coming in and then um, Orndorff getting pinned by Hogan so that was the first of many WrestleMania uh, appearances. The next one is a steel cage match for the WWE Championship Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bundy, WrestleMania 2. Obviously, the steel cage, big bright blue thing um, that um, Hogan says in his Hulk, Hulk Still Rules DVD was that, you know, whenever you got in the ring with Bundy, you knew you'd been in the ring with Bundy, you would feel it, you know, a couple of days after, you know, because Bundy was obviously so big, so stiff, etc. Um, just brilliant to see uh, this match as well. Um, I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure that Bundy has Heenan in his corner. I'm pretty sure of that. We then move on to another um, <coughs> championship match. Um, Hulk Hogan versus Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff from the big event in 1986. This was again four months after the Bundy match. Um, Hogan says that uh, he still feels like, I think it was an elbow drop that he um, Orndorff did on the back of Hogan's neck and um, you know they, he wouldn't loosen up on Hogan so Hogan had to kind of you know give him some receipts as it were for what he was actually doing um, to him um, <clears throat> but um, it's just sad to see that um, even in the Hall of Fame it did look that Paul Orndorff kind of didn't want to deal with Hogan even whenever Hogan was getting quite emotional with all the um, all the crowds chanting sorry another drink of water here I'm so professional Um, with that there um, that he went and hugged everyone and had to try and get Orndorff off his chair and Orndorff was like no I don't want to so um, it's sad to see how much he's deteriorated I know he's not been well with something um, very weird seeing him in this and then seeing him in WCW like a shadow of his former self and the last match we have on disc one is Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3 Bobby Heenan of course in Andre's corner slam hurled around the world um, obviously this was the match that everyone kind of wanted to see but there was a match that stole the show which was Match Man Randy Savage versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat for the Intercontinental Championship um, this match again it, you know like it'll be remembered for the slam uh, leg drop pin um, first pinfall loss for Andre the Giant um, 
So uh, we have some extras here. Hogan talks about his early days in wrestling, and Iron Sheik talks about his match against Hogan. So uh, nice to see some extras there. Moving on to disc two, uh, WrestleMania five. Uh, Hulk Hogan versus Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, obviously, these guys had been the me- um, mega powers. Wasn't that right? Mega, yeah, Megan Powers, because Mega Man X was him and Bruce Beefcake. Sorry, I'm having an argument with myself here. Um, these guys had obviously been friends before Macho Man started to get jealous um, of his popularity. Um, and it's just a case of that those two were having a big feud then. Um, a case of like they were teaming and somebody bumped into Elizabeth. Um, Hogan took, takes Elizabeth backstage and then um get her seen to a doctor and uh these two just basically start going at it. Um so another um great match there, match man Randy Savage obviously um was a great performer. Hogan even says that, you know, he would go over detail for detail. He was very meticulous on what he would do. That's why I think that Ultimate Warrior's best match was with Randy Savage at WrestleMania seven. The career Randy match was match with King Randy Savage, nevertheless. We're not here to talk about match man. Uh, title versus title, Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior. Obviously, this is the match Edge was at um, back in 1990. Goodness me, it's weird. Like looking at these dates and thinking how old some of these matches are. Uh, title versus title, um, Hogan coming in the uh, WWF Champion, Ultimate Warrior Intercontinental Champion. Uh, first time really that we've had two fan favorites going at it. Um, nobody knew who was going to win. The crowd, crowd was very split. Um, 50-50 so it was interesting to see who was actually going to come out on top and in this case it was the ultimate warrior um, Hogan says he enjoyed working with Jim he liked Jim you know if you watch the self-destruction ultimate warrior you get some people who are actually talking about um, Jim Helwig in a very negative manner <coughs> but you can kind of see why um, so just interesting to see that kind of match there uh, next match is the one of the first WrestleMania 8 was my first pay-per-view event uh, which I've just noticed that um, the match from WrestleMania 8 isn't here um, Hulk Hogan versus Sergeant Slaughter for WrestleMania 7 this is the first time I saw a wrestler bleed um, Hulk Hogan obviously bled in this match um, Hulk Hogan wasn't a champion coming into this Sergeant Slaughter was after winning this from the Ultimate Ultimate Warrior, yes, after winning this from the Ultimate Warrior at the Royal Rumble before. Um, yeah, just, um, Sergeant Slaughter, obviously, is around the time of the the war, you know, and uh, Sergeant Slaughter, you know, my hat's off to the man, um, you know, getting death threats, having to wear bulletproof vests and stuff like that for you know, just scary the amount of things that um, some of the guys are willing to go through. Um, obviously, thankfully everything was okay and stuff uh, I think he was told to burn the American flag and he said no why don't we burn something that's more American than that um, let me burn a Hogan t-shirt <clears throat> and he's accompanied the ring by General Adnan and Colonel Mustafa and you would see that these two these three and Hogan a warrior face off at SummerSlam 91 yes 91 the match made in heaven the match made in hell uh, yeah, good match, uh, again, um, just what you come to expect. Um, it's weird because I think, uh, Slaughter has the Iranian flag and Hogan kind of drapes it over him, pins him that way. So how does he know that his shoulders are, aren't off the mat? 
Hmm. So the next match is Hulk Hogan versus The Undertaker. WWE Championship match Tuesday in Texas. Now this was obviously after The Undertaker had won it from uh, Hogan at Survivor Series 91 where Ric Flair interferes. So this is one of my favourites going up against one of Chris's favourites. Um, so yeah, it was good to see The Undertaker having uh, time with the title. Hogan obviously um, cashing in his uh, rematch clause there. Um, yeah, uh, this wouldn't be the, the the last time that these two would face off. It's not on this here, but obviously these two would face off at Judgment Day 2002 where, again, Hogan would come up short against The Undertaker. So the next match is WCW. Obviously Hogan has left the WWF at the time and went to WCW. Now this was the match that should have happened at WrestleMania 8 but didn't. Um, at the time it was meant to be Randy Savage versus... No, hold on. No, sorry. It was meant to be Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair for the WWF Championship uh, at WrestleMania 8. Flair obviously being the champion. Then it turned into Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ric Flair. And Hulk Hogan was fighting Sid Vish, Sid Justice. Sorry. Um, so this was the first time that we ha- we'd had a confrontation between the two on um, the funeral parlour. Uh, you know, and you hear Ric Flair, you know how long I've waited for this big man. Um, which kind of isn't a put down. You know, you might have wanted to choose your words carefully there. But this was, if memory serves, this was Hogan's first match in WCW wins the championship from Ric Flair. Um, and Bash of the Beach 94. We would then see another memorable, memorable moment at the Bash of the Beach two years later, which is the formation of the NWO for life, for life. Um, which obviously uh, you see Sting, Randy Savage, Lex Luger, who is in great shape, against the Outsiders, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, who have been teasing a third member. Um, I think it's Sting who's been... Te- yeah, Sting... It's either Sting or Luger has to be taken away in stretcher. And uh, you basically see Kevin Nash do a low blow on Randy Savage. He's there. And it's a case if you see that happening. And um, Hogan walks down and you just hear like Bobby Heenan, um, Tony Schiavone and Dusty Rhodes going, Hulkamania is there. Go get him, Hulk. That's Dusty Rhodes talking. It goes like, um, then Bobby Heenan goes, yeah, but what side is it? What are you talking about? Hogan comes in the ring rips off his shirt and then kind of pushes the referee out at the road and then just drops the leg that's me hitting the table drops the leg on Randy Savage um, this this is one of those times that I wish that I was an avid WCW fan I'd never really watched WCW you know so it's only like through bits like this that I'm watching it or you know like the Clash of the Champions or best of WCW Nitro um but um, with us here, obviously, the, um, then we, um, we see Gene Okerlund interviewing the guys and um, all this rubbish getting thrown in the ring and go, you know, uh, Hulk Hogan, you can go to hell and uh, things like that. It's just it's just great to see that this brought out a different side of Hogan because we were used to seeing um, him being, you know, the good guy for so long and we would go back to that as well. Um we then see him versus the giant, um, 
who they were kind of saying was Andre the Giant's son, you know, was like, uh, or deaf or whatever, which was uh, Paul Big Show White. Um, not really much to say about on um, this match, to be honest with you. We then move on to Starcade, Hollywood Hulk Hogan versus Sting. So one of my favourites versus one of Chris's favourites. Um, unfortunately for me, I can't remember who won this. I'm pretty sure that Sting won it, um, but... I can't remember this match here. It's been a while since I watched this set. I've been watching some of the matches, obviously, and this was just one of the ones that I forgot to watch. So I apologise for that. No doubt somebody will tell me, Chris, you're wrong, and um, I'm sorry for that. I should have done my research a bit better, but hey, I've been moving house. I've not been well, so give me a, give me a break. Come on. Right, so we move on to disc three ch- uh, chapters now. This was one that I was actually tempted to buy this DVD set for. Uh, there was a DVD set that was available in like HMV and stuff to do with the XWF and had Hogan on the front. And there was a match Hulk Hogan versus Kurt Henning. Um, I was tempted to buy that set just for that, but luckily this uh, is on this set. Uh, really, really good match. Um, XWF. Uh, Hogan wins, says that, you know, like, there's a lot of young dudes at the back, brother, and, you know, like, he's got to try and compete for the XWF championship and all this here, and again, Gene Okerlund is there, um, interesting to see that they've put, you know, this match from this kind of, um, event onto it, um, XWF not really well known, you know, you could say, like, ROH, TNA, that kind of thing. And then we have probably one of my favourite matches of all time, which is Hulk Hogan versus The Rock from WrestleMania 18, or X8, whatever way you want to code it. This, for me, was a huge, huge deal. This was bigger... This was my... A lot of people, like, say, Chris or Haley, who are kind of just really wrestling newbies. Um, this was obviously some 10 years on for me watching my first WrestleMania and seeing Hulk Hogan then. So to see Hulk Hogan come back and facing The Rock, you know, it's a lot um, like The Rock Cena now. Um, it was like absolutely huge. The electricity, just watching that was absolutely phenomenal. Hulk Hogan come down obviously in his um, NWO attire. Uh, says to the NWO backstage that he he's going to beat him like he did Rocky Maivia and Rocky Maivia Rocky Balboa you know uh, like I'll go break that meatball in half and um, just see him come down the ovation that he got you know coming to the ring ripping the t-shirt the crowd's electric um, even Hogan himself is kind of a bit bemused by this um, I believe that they they were going to have Hogan to stay in the NWO attire but obviously that changed things um, we see The Rock coming out again cried very much in Ro- uh, Hogan's favour you see kind of um, them locking up um, Hogan pushing The Rock and you know putting up his biceps and the crowd just go nuts um, we see we see like things like Hogan doing the leg drop and Rock kicking out and um, then Rock doing the people's elbow and then Rock bottom Rock bottom then he um, he uh, beats Hogan. Hogan gets up, shakes his hand. I always love seeing that kind of thing at WrestleMania. I don't know why. Um, then we see Nash and Hall come down, beat down Hogan. Rock saves him. Hogan, you know, says thank you. Goes and Rock kind of stops him. Goes no gestures. You know, putting the hand up the ears. You know, you go to pose for the fans. Does that, and then the next night in Raw. This is whenever we see the transition from a back to the red and yellow, um, which was just brilliant to see. Um, 
we then see Hogan for the first time since his return 2002 and um, we see him fight Triple H for the undisputed championship match at Backlash 2002 um Great to see Lightning captured in a bottle, Hogan being the champion again. Um, again, the crowd going nuts at the end of the match. Triple H very bloody. I think we'd seen, yeah, we'd seen Undertaker come down, Jericho come down, and Undertaker comes down and hits Triple H, goes like, you know, go to cover him, and Hulk hulks up and kind of, I don't want your help, throws him out of the ring. Um, and then gets, wins the championship. Uh, and then the next night on, well, on Smackdown then you see him kind of coming out and wearing a class Hulk Hogan jacket I'd love that jacket um, and it's just brilliant to see that he was the champion one more time um, good to see that obviously we've never seen Ric Flair whenever he came back win the um, World Heavyweight Championship or the WWE Championship um, we've seen winning the Intercontinental Championship and the Tag Team Championship, which leads me nicely on to um, 4th of July um, and Hulk Hogan and Edge versus Billy and Chuck on Smackdown um, Hulk Hogan at the time had Jimi Hendrix Voodoo Child as his um, entrance music and this being um, 4th of July came out with Real American Music and team with Edge Edge obviously huge Hulkamaniac if you watched his um latest Blu-ray DVD that's out um, you'll see how much this meant to him to win the title with Hogan obviously Edge had won the championships with like Christian he'd won it with Orton later on he'd win it with Rey Mysterio and Hulk Hogan you know like there's nothing better than winning a match winning a match but winning a championship match with your childhood idol you know it's just fantastic to actually see that um, so after that we see another Wrestlemania appearance which was Hulk Hogan versus Mr. McMahon at Wrestlemania 19 um, great match for what it was you know to see the likes of um, Vince do the leg drop off the ladders and things like that which was um, kind of interesting to see um, and then we see the classic um, thing from the underside uh, below the bottom rope and Vince kind of looking up and the face all bloody and got a pipe in his hand and he's going obviously bladder Hogan uh, we see the return of a hot rod Roddy Piper in this and he said like if he wanted to if he, if he had had the choice he would have because uh, he obviously hit Hogan he would hit Vince because that would mean more money uh, <laughs> which is brilliant to see um, this is the last match we see Hogan at at Wrestlemania we'd obviously see him reappear again after the brilliant Hall of Fame induction that for me 2005 is the best Hall of Fame class you know you have Cowboy Bob Orton you have Jimmy Mouthers Southheart Iron Sheik Nikolai Volkov Paul Orndorff Rowdy Rowdy Piper Hulk Hogan you know normally we have a couple of big ones like Edge and you know Four Horsemen and then we have the like say Yokozuna um, we have um, Farouk um, Ron Simmons things like that but that for me from first to, first to last was just fantastic to see and then we'd have obviously we'd heard the tears of one more match and um, he gave us a tag team match with Shawn Michaels against um, Muhammad Hassan and Davari and then it was Legend versus Icon match Hulk Hogan versus Shawn Michaels SummerSlam 2005 um, 
the promo of Shawn Michaels leading up to this, where it was kind of a Larry King spoof, was absolutely phenomenal. You're, oh, cramp, brother, 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 and then super kick it. Oh, it's just uh, and that to me is just absolutely fantastic. I just love that. There, it's just absolutely brilliant. Um, so that that's basically all of the discs, all four discs. Six ninety nine uk. Even if you're not the biggest Hulk Hogan fan, I know a lot of people say that you know he didn't have a great move set and things like that. For me, Hulk Hogan was the reason why we watch wrestling today. Um, Hulk Hogan, you would have heard in the promo thing before that. You know, he was the he brought the entertainment to sports entertainment. Um, Hulk Hogan has done a lot for the business, whether he continues to do stuff in TNA, whether he continues to get criticised, and, you know, can anyone kind of save TNA? You know, you've had Eric Bischoff there, Can any, would Vince McMahon even be able to save TNA? I honestly don't think so. Um, I've always been a huge Hulk Hogan fan, so getting this set for me was absolutely fantastic to sit down and watch the matches um, against some of his greatest adversaries um, one match a couple of matches there obviously um, aren't on it which I think may be on his um, the other one if you just give me a sec I'll just double check here I don't have the hand here so just on Silver Vision's glorious site here um, do, do, do. it's not on that one uh, we'll try disc 3 uh, do, do. Uh, well, Bret Hart versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan uh, from Nitro. Oh yeah, so here's like a match here. Uh, WWE Undisputed Championship match: Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair from May 2000 or, or 2002. Um, Hollywood Hulk Hogan versus Kurt Angle. Um, you know, but we don't have the likes of um, him versus Randy Orton from SummerSlam. That was 05, so I want to say 06. Yeah. No six. Um, we didn't have the um, match against uh, Sid Vicious. Sid Justice. I keep saying Sid Vicious. Uh, Sid Vicious at um, WrestleMania eight. Um, there's uh, other matches there as well. But um, if you're a fan, you know, like if you do want to get a couple of DVDs, um, you can't get the Ultimate Anthology six ninety nine. The unreleased collector's edition is six ninety nine. Buy yourself something else that you can get some DVDs for under Fiverr. You get 10% off if you buy three um, DVDs or more. Um, there is actually sometimes whenever you click on Silver Vision, there'll actually be like a wee um, box on the right hand side. It'll, it'll have Hulk Hogan on it. So you can actually click on that and you can um, then see that. Um, I'm just trying to see if there's any. Um, there is on Hulk Still Rules, there is an Easter egg which actually shows the um, music video for Real American, um, which is pretty funny. Um, so, yeah, I, as Martin says in his, um, there's various Easter eggs for DVDs and stuff. Right, so having said that, that's kind of my review out of the road. How long did that last? About 25? So, I'm in keeping with the guys. That's good. I didn't want the host going down in a flame of glory. Um, so that's kind of my review out of the road um, so what I'm going to do now is pass it over to um, Martin 
and uh, hear Martin's review and then what we'll do is just basically after that we're going to hear um, Chris's review and then I'll just kind of bring back with what we're actually going to be doing on the next kind of couple episodes of WrestleShock. Um, so over to you Martin. He is an icon that has captured the imagination of fans worldwide. The legend that has come to symbolize the WWE. He is The Undertaker. From the Inferno match, to the casket match, to the famed Hell in the Cell, this enigmatic superstar continues to push the limits of the human body. Can own an extensive collection of Undertaker history in this three-disc DVD set. It's loaded with over nine hours of vintage Undertaker, showcasing 21 of the Phenom's greatest matches. The Undertaker came out with a last ride! The new World Wrestling Federation Champion! From the entrances that gave you chills to the classic battle that brought down the house, this three-disc DVD set is a must-have for every Undertaker fan. WWE Tombstone, the history of The Undertaker, available now. Hello guys, Martin here. Martin Talks on YouTube. YouTube? YouTube? Plugging myself already, I'm like so excited, I can't even get my words out. This is my review for uh, Tombstone, The History of The Undertaker um, for WrestleShock. Chris, thank you for letting me do this because, you know, I'm a big Undertaker fan and uh, watching through this DVD has brought back a, a lot of memories of The Undertaker and how good this DVD really is. So, I'll get into it, but first I'll just tell you my brief history with The Undertaker, not like I've met the guy or I know the guy, but like, as a, as a fan of The Undertaker, how it all began. Um, I watched WWE, the first thing I watched ever was the Buried Alive pay-per-view, I, I, to my knowledge, and the match I seen was the Mankind versus The Undertaker, obviously Buried Alive match, and I was so drawn into The Undertaker character, and I I believed it, I believed he was a dead man, he could not die, and because I was a young, I was a young age, I was a young age, and I believed all these things, obviously I know that The Undertaker is human like all of us, and he um, does various tricks, but to me as a child, he was the character to, I, I, I got goosebumps like watching him, so um, watching this DVD really brought back a lot of things for me as a child growing up being an Undertaker fan, and that is the re the reason why I want to review this DVD, so um, I think I've covered everything about what I think of The Undertaker, or where the story started really, but I'll probably, as I go along, I'll uh, include like... Yeah, I remember watching this and oh, this was amazing kind of thing so if I start to ramble off listen because these are great stories um, I'll just read what it says on the back of the uh, the DVD um, before I do that I know I'm delaying you again um, this is different to the Undertaker 15-0 and the soon to be released 20-0 um, DVDs um, as this highlights his career and not just his WrestleMania, it obviously keys it in, but it um, it's more of a story of the Undertaker, like like it is in the title, the history of the Undertaker. This tells you who he is. So the back of the DVD, this is what it says: Phenom, American badass, dead man. However, you know him, the Undertaker has been a four-time WWE Champion, six-time Tag Team Champion, and a main event level superstar. 
legends, champions, and even the owner of the WWE have bowed down to his dominance, accumulating a perfect 13 and L. You can see how old this is. Obviously, this DVD was uh, released in 2005, but uh, let me carry on. Record at WrestleMania. The three-disc DVD provides 21 of The Undertaker's best matches, with additional footage and a history of many opponents, proving what legions of fans already know, the dead man lives. Um, I hope that was a good epic trailer kind of voice, but that's basically what it says on the back of the DVD. Um, obviously you can't see the DVD while I'm reviewing this, but it's, it's amazing art, I think. It um, kind of keys up The Undertaker pretty well on the sleeves and on the discs and uh, yeah it's a very um, visually satisfying DVD just look in it now in my hands it's in my hands and you can't see it but take my word so yeah very nice looking DVD and a very good DVD so we'll, we'll, we'll kick straight into it really disc one um, kind of highlights the 91 to 97 which is a um, you know, his, his early years obviously he debuted in 1990. It, it, it touches up on that in like a uh, like this voiceover. It's like The Undertaker, like kind of like what I did when I just did that um, little information slip on the DVD, and um, it highlights the introduction to The Undertaker um, in debuting at Survivor Series 1990 with Brother Love, and then highlights that. Paul Bearer then came in a few weeks later as his new manager, which was probably the best move ever because keeping him with Brother Love would have just been absolutely awful um, because they're so conflicting characters. You got this like guy that wears white and tie, rosy cheeks, and you got like this dark side kind of guy. So it was good that they brought Paul Bearer in. Um, it was great, really. Um, it touches up on his first WrestleMania win against Jimmy Snooker, and then um, his alliance with. Jake the Snake as Jake the Snake was feuding with Macho Men at the time and this is all like highlighted in a, like a good package with a good voiceover and I'm, I'm glad the way they did this because obviously they knew that The Undertaker was going to be around for a lot longer so this footage can be shown in full at a later date you know and like The Undertaker retires so uh, I respect that the fact that they keep a lot of it in a highlighted package and then go straight to the key matches that they picked out for this DVD and the first match we get to is um the gravest challenge for Hulk Hogan um, is is the match, and then it shows you the Hulk Hogan promo and the Undertaker promo, and it really gets you into it. To be honest, I was like, oh, this this I'm ready for this, and um, yeah, it just goes straight into the first match, and then obviously um, I won't go into detail with the match. I'll just kind of go through the DVD, and if anything key I need to pick out, I'll uh, I'll, I'll I'll pick it out for you, so you guys know. Um, but yeah, it goes straight into a highlight package after that, and it um, kind of burns off a time all, all the way leading up to um, his match against Yokozuna at the Royal Rumble 1994. Um, again, good match, first casket match I believe it was um, for the WWE Championship. Undertaker lost, which he did in a lot of casket matches and buried alive matches, as we all know. But this is where he like. He did that awesome promo where he's like, the um, the Undertaker will never rest, the rebirth, and all that. And um, watching that back, I was like, wow, wow, this is amazing. And this is all the time, this is the time before I actually started watching wrestling. So watching this for like a second time, 
or third time, I don't know how many times I've watched this DVD. Um, it was very nostalgic to see the uh, old school promos, and they yeah, were pretty proud, powerful. Like, I can imagine myself being like that kid again and just believing the whole character behind him. So, yeah, it did that amazing promo, and then it shoots off into some more highlighted packages, just like highlighting the time between this and his next match, which was against Diesel at WrestleMania 12. Obviously, you're thinking, oh, you just mentioned WrestleMania 7, and you're all the way to 12 already. Um, like I said, it 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 does like highlight packages between the matches, which is I think it works pretty well because they're gonna have so much content for the Undertaker at a later stage. So it's best to build it into one big compilation after he retires. Hopefully, I won't say that again because I believe I've just said that. But uh, yeah, yeah, first review, give me some. Give me some uh, props. Um, so after this, it um, goes into the first match I watched. Um, watching the promos for this match was pretty cool with The Undertaker in the graveyard and stuff. And that is the match between Mankind and The Undertaker at Buried Alive. Um, watching this match was cool. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, man. I've actually got the uh, pay for you on VHS. Um, I don't have a VHS play no more, so the only way I can watch that match is obviously through YouTube or on this DVD. And it was good watching it. I just wish that they highlighted the uh, Mankind feud a, a little bit more. Um, they did The next match on the DVD was uh, In Your House, Revenge of the Taker against Mankind um, for the WWE Championship because Undertaker had captured it, I think, against um, somebody. Oh, my Undertaker history's gone. I've got... But basically, he's got the championship, and it's his revenge on mankind. And um, yeah, they had another great match. It's very like it's very story based, and that's what I like about the Undertaker matches. It's what draws you in. It's the story behind it. So watching this was was great. I just wish they highlighted the uh, mankind feud, like the early one, a lot more because it was a great feud and a great first. Probably one of Undertaker's key feuds at the beginning of his career. Even though this was in like 1996, 1997, it was still is um, one of his biggest feuds, I'd say. And then we end off the last match on this disc is um, against Bret Hart at SummerSlam, and obviously Shawn Michaels is the guest referee, and this kind of leads into disc two because obviously Shawn Michaels hits him with the chair by accident. I believe it's at this pay-per-view, and. Um, Undertaker loses I believe and it sets up for the next disc so yeah um, you've only got six matches on there but they're really good matches I think they're um, pretty well selected um, they're like key highlights throughout them years and you're thinking oh well we don't want them. the matches is that it no 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 there's, um, there's a good selection of promos and like interviews as well um, you've got Undertaker attacks Hulk Hogan at the funeral parlour, which was like Paul Bearer's like talk show, like um, Carlitos Cabana and the Peep Show and the uh, what's Jericho's show, the Highlight Reel, um, Edge, uh, Edge, I thought what Edge's is called. Um, oh, someone will have to remind me. It's completely mind blue, but it's like one of the earlier, like the Snake Pit and um, Piper's Pit. Do you know the earlier ones? Um, you could, yeah. Undertaker builds a um, casket for Yokozuna. Very freaky little promo that was um, aired on Superstars in '93. Undertaker in the graveyard talking about Diesel. Obviously, um, 
with the Undertaker being the Undertaker character, a lot of his promos were based in the graveyard, and uh, it's kind of like, like I say, nostalgic to watch um, how promos nowadays are nothing like this. Obviously, because a lot of us have grown up and we're like, oh, that's fake. I'd love to see an Undertaker promo in the graveyard again. Um, next, you got the Undertaker in the graveyard again, talking about Mankind. Obviously, um, that was before their match at Buried Alive. A good promo to watch. Undertaker interrupts Mankind's interview, um, which was after Undertaker and Buried Alive and before Revenge at Taker. And um, the WWE Championship versus Bret Hart at one night only. This was a UK pay-per-view, and this was a pretty damn good match. Um, the crowd were hot, but obviously that's what us guys in the UK are like. We're very hot when they're uh, always marking out for the guys when they come over. So yeah, disc one. I think this is a, a good disc to highlight the, um, you know, the the beginning of the Undertaker. It might only have six matches and six promos or well, six segments, but it's very. Like I said, it's very nostalgic and really gives you the introduction to the Undertaker character if you didn't know where he came from. With the highlight pa- highlight packages between each match, it really gives you that story um, that builds up the Undertaker as a, as a wrestler and as the character. And um, if you don't know about the Undertaker, it's like the perfect disc to um, to watch because it's the like I say, it's the beginning. Um, disc two, obviously. This highlights his career between 1997 and 1999, so only covers two years. So you, you obviously got a lot more matches. Obviously, well, I don't say a lot more matches, but it covers a small space in on one disc, as in disc one covered um, six years, well, seven years essentially. This uh, only covers two, which is great. Um, again, this has got six matches on it. Um, obviously, like I said, in the disc one, it finished off with like the Shawn Michaels feud, so it starts off with that, um, their match at Ground Zero, and then obviously they had the Hell in a Cell match at Bad Blood, which then leads into the Kane debut, and obviously the Kane Undertaker, probably the best storyline in WWE history, um, because it, this, their feud in 2010 was just off the charts, I mean like, well, I was 20 when I watched that, and I still had the uh, the goosebumps from Kane's and Undertaker's promos that I did when I was a kid. So they're probably like the greatest two storyline um, guys that the WWE have got. So hopefully we can see some more before they both decide to uh, hang those boots up. But without going off topic, guys, um, obviously um, then it goes into their match at WrestleMania um, 14. Um, probably um, a, not a great match but it, it, it was a good match because it, like I said it was very story influenced and then we lead on to the Inferno match Unforgiven 1998 again first Inferno match it's exciting it's something new and it was good to watch this again um, Hell in a Cell match between Mankind two months after that Inferno match, and obviously this is the infamous Hell in a Cell match between Mankind and Undertaker. Need I say more? It's on many of DVDs. Um, I don't need to talk about it. If you haven't watched it, where in the world have you guys been? Watch it now. Um, <laughs> next match, and the last match on the um, on the disc, is the uh, 
WWE Championship versus the Rocket King of the Ring. Pretty pretty good match. Um, I enjoyed watching it. Um, it's, it's, it's good reflecting this. It's like the build up to, towards the uh, the attitude, the uh, dark side um, Undertaker that we you know like the Ministry of Darkness probably not the the best era of the Undertaker but it, it highlights it in its, in some extent and obviously between all these matches that I've just said there are highlight packages building to each match and what happened briefly between them um, and it was great to reflect on that Undertaker um, oh, Undertaker of course Undertaker this is what this DVD is about this is what this review is about um Excuse me there, I was just going off track. The bonuses on, on this disc, or the extra features, is an Undertaker interview about Shawn Michaels. I believe this was uh, after what happened. No, it was, uh, I think it was before their match, um, Undertaker's match against Bret Hart, and what he thought of them. Um, Undertaker uh, talking to his parents, Tombstones, obviously, that very story feel kind of promo. Um, Undertaker interview and Kane burning his parents tombstone obviously great to watch these segments again and then Undertaker breaking into Paul Bearer's house and mauls him <laughs> it, was, it was amazing watching these um, pros back so I suggest you, you guys watch watch these and then I feel like I'm going through this way too fast but uh, I think I'm covering everything I can it's nice and sharp it, nice and short and sweet this DVD is as a three to set it's very to the point and it doesn't go off track it does what it needs to do and that's the history of the Undertaker the history of the Undertaker now we have disc three and this highlights his career to from um, 1999 to 2003 this is the last disc on the set and obviously we have the first mat blood match between Stone Cold and Stone Cold Stone Cold and Stone Cold this is at fully loaded 1999 um, good match no complaints really it's just like this is the the core attitude error um, versus Triple H at um, Wrestlemania 17 I think this is one of their better matches out of the three Wrestlemania the matches have had um, obviously in, in nowadays that Wrestlemania 17 matches tend to not be talked about I remember when they uh, Undertaker and Triple H feuded for WrestleMania 27. They didn't even mention 17 at all. It's like we, hey, we've been in the business for as long as we have been, and we completely forgot about one of our granddaddy of them all matches. So uh, I don't know why they never reflected back. I guess it was just wanted to be fresh, a fresh kind of feud. But uh, the, I, I actually enjoyed watching the WrestleMania 17 match back again, as because he did that little choke slam off the scaffolding and. Uh, yeah, I think it was a no hold bars match, just like their uh, WrestleMania 27 match, to be honest. Then we go into, like, it, it, it highlights his. Um, oh, I completely missed it. After the fully loaded match against Stone Cold, it kind of goes into the his Judgment Day return in 2000. And this American badass persona. Um, not really the greatest. Um, like change for the Undertaker, but it, it worked. It worked. Um, so yeah, it, it highlighted that in the obvious highlight packages between each match. And um, the next match was the Undisputed Championship match against Hulk Hogan at Judgment Day. Uh, this match was uh, yeah, it was uh, it was uh, uh, um, yeah. 
this match was it was okay. <laughs> it was yeah, not the greatest, not the greatest sell for a choke slam either. But it was good to watch. Like I said, it reflecting on this, uh, these matches was pretty good in itself. Even though the matches might have not been that great, it was um, it's great to uh, reminisce. Um, the next match was the Hell in a Cell match against Brock Lesnar, like the the blood brawl basically. There's so much blood in this match; it's unbelievable. If you're not there, watch this match. It's a pretty good Hell in a Cell match. Probably one of the last good Hell in a Cell matches they had. I think the last one they probably had was in 2003. Kevin Nash, Triple H, and it kind of went off the scale a bit. Um, very good match to watch. It's just like, so action packed and violent. Amazing match. Amazing, 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 amazing. And then we go to John Cena uh, versus John Cena at Vengeance 2003. Um, obviously, this is on, uh, John Cena, a young John Cena, trying to make a name for himself. So he goes after the big dog, trying to earn some respect. And obviously, uh, Taker take take a wins this with 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 no problems really. Um, good match to watch really. It was good to see a nice young thugonomics John Cena. How much he's changed? Wow, Jesus. Um, next match we have the uh, we have the build up because obviously like Undertaker was getting screwed by McMahon all these title shots he was getting and um, it eventually led up to probably one of my favourite pay per views Survivor Series 2003 Buried Alive because obviously this is very reminiscent to their it, well for me it was like cause it was the first match I watched the Buried Alive match watching this again and I think how old would I have been in 2003 I would have been, oh, how old am I now? I don't even know how old I am now. Uh, let me just do some quick maths. When you're on the spot, you just don't know. Um, I would have been about 12 or 13. Um, so I would have been quite young. And seeing a Buried Alive match again, pretty amazing. And then obviously Kane. I was like, God damn you, Kane, why? I thought this was going to be like the first Buried Alive match that Undertaker won. Um... But it wasn't, he lost. And I was like, oh no, no more Undertaker, what's happening? And obviously, um, it showed you the complete highlight package for his WrestleMania 20 return. And it's probably one of the best highlight packages on the DVD because um, I think it was one of the best returns at WrestleMania 20. It was so, so well. They did it in the space of, what, three months? And it, it was pretty damn good compared to uh, the build up to the Triple H matches um, as of late. So yeah, it was great to uh, great to great to watch it. Great to watch it. It really was. And uh, that's that's the matches on the discs. Um, on, on disc three, um, overall, disc three is I think it's very good because it highlights those attitude era and then obviously the um, the American badass and um, his dead man return. Um, the bonus features on this disc is uh, Undertaker interview with Triple H at Raw 26, 2001. When I say Raw 26, I mean the 26th of the 3rd, 2001. Undertaker promo on Hulk Hogan before their Judgment Day match on Raw. Um, Undertaker talks about the Hell in a Cell. This was to uh, build up the No Mercy match against Brock Lesnar. Good promo, really, because Undertaker was like, I've been in a mall kind of thing. So that was good to watch. Undertaker in the Graveyard promo on McMahon. I like this promo. Very reminiscent to the old school Taker. While you're still the American badass. A very good promo. And then the undisputed match against Kurt Angle. Smackdown. 03, 09, 03. Great match. 
this was a really good match. I'm glad they put this on. I actually forgot about this match. Watching this again, it was a pretty good match. If you like that match from, um, was it 2005 No Way Out? Watch this because it's pretty same caliber caliber match, and it's um, it's a good wrestling match. So the, yeah, that's everything on the DVD, guys. Um, I know that I didn't probably did could have gone. I kind of could have gone into more detail, but it's it, this DVD is very straight to the point. It's the history of the Undertaker. It needs no more. Um, Obviously, a lot of people's complaints would be the lack of matches, and I mean, I agree, but I think the highlight packages between each match really make up for it and make it watchable. It builds up the matches and makes you want to watch the match all the way through. So don't let the lack of matches on each disc put you off at all. The bonus features are great, um, good old school promos and um, segments on Raw and SmackDown. Um very good to watch and very nostalgic I've probably used that word a thousand times but it's probably the best sounding word to describe it um, it's very good to reminisce oh, I use, use that word a lot as well reminisce to uh, reminisce on The Undertaker's career um, there are actually some easter eggs on this DVD I will not tell you on here I suggest you go over to Silver Vision and go on their easter eggs section in case you didn't know they do have an easter egg section because a lot of their DVDs do have easter eggs and this, I think this contains about three, two or three um, I think they are promos so go go check it out go on Silver Vision and while you're there go buy this DVD it's only twenty one ninety nine. Um it's completely worth its money um, like I said, it was published in 05 and probably one of the best 05 DVDs that they brought out at that time. Um, not much to say about that. Like I said at the beginning of this review, it's very different to the Streak DVDs, obviously, because it highlights the WrestleManias, it highlights his career, guys. It highlights his career. So it's definitely worth the 21.99. So go over to Silver Vision, check out the Easter eggs um, and how you can get them on the disc and go purchase the DVD. Um, so, yeah. My um, overall view on the DVD, um, with me being an Undertaker fanboy, I'm also gonna I'm gonna be like, yes, I um, I really like this DVD. It's uh, I I love it. I watch it a thousand times, and I'll keep on watching it till I till I till I rest in peace. Um, but it's a good DVD. It's the Undertaker at the end of the day. It's is a legend, the phenom, as it says on the back of the DVD. Um, so yeah guys that is my review or my like overview I guess of the Tombstone History of the Undertaker DVD I wanted to keep this review nice and short and sweet probably just under half an hour because um, because I want you guys to go check it out for yourselves <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing um, allow me to just plug myself a little bit as I probably already have um, I'm Martin um, YouTube channel Martin Talks. You can follow me on Twitter at Martin Steins. That's M A R T I N S T Y N E S S. Because um, Martin Steins was already taken on Twitter. God damn you! So I had to put an extra S on the end of mine. Um, yeah, check out my YouTube. Um, I do unboxings, uh, reviews, and um, various other things. I think I'm, I'm going to start to do some skits. Spoilers. I'm going to do some skits on my YouTube channel, wrestling related, so we'll see how that goes. Um, allow me to just thank Chris again for letting me do this. I hope it, it lives up to the plate. I hope this review's um, good um, in some aspect. Give me five fast claps if it is.
one, two, three, four, five. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll 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 give this back over to Chris again. Thank you, and this is Martin signing out. Peace out, guys. <laughs> big explosion. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know why I did that. See you later, guys. Peace. You know, brother, I want these guys just as bad as you do. But it's not just you and me tonight. We've got a partner, Kane. Now, I've been in the ring with a lot of big, scary dudes, guy. But this guy, he's scarier than all the rest. I mean, he scares the hell out of me. Do you think we can trust this guy? You know what? I completely know where you're coming from. You've been in the ring with a lot of scary cats. I've been in the ring with a lot of scary cats. And yeah, this cat is scary. He's big. He's scary. And hey, hey, he ain't King Kong Bundy walking around here. <laughs> Remember Bundy? Hey, hey, not Bundy. He ain't Kamala. Remember Kamala? Rubbing his belly. I <laughs> got Hey, Kamala. But he is one big scary cat, and he is one big red ass-kicking machine. He's got no love. Oh, here he comes now. He's scary. But he ain't scared. Watch this. Rock, ask you something. You ready to go out there and whoop some ass? You ready to go out there and whoop candy ass? Oh, I'm ready. Are you ready? Well, you bet your ass I'm ready. It doesn't matter if you're ready! <laughs> because tonight, The Rock and Kane team up with Hulk Hogan. And you know something, brothers? Whether it's the millions and millions of rock fans, or 20,000 Hulkamaniacs, or 20,000 screaming Canaanites. Canaanites? The question is, brothers, what you gonna do? <laughs> Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, X-Pac, what you gonna do when Hulk Hogan and The Rock and the big red machine run wild on you?
witness the destruction. There is nothing that can stop me. The Twisted and Disturbed Life of Kane. Available now. What's up, guys? How's everyone, how's everyone doing? This is Chris Hill, and uh, I'm reporting on behalf of my good friend Chris Vint um, for his podcast, um, Wrestle Shock. And uh, as you may have guessed from the intro, of course, I'm reviewing one of my personal favorite WWE DVD releases. It is, of course, The Twisted Disturbed Life of Kane, and it's a three-disc set, and it's currently available from Silver Vision, obviously Europe's WWE DVD distributor, and it's available actually as part of their sale uh, for $6.99. Ordinarily, that would be $29.99, but, you know, it's a bargain at $6.99, and I'm going to explain uh, in this review, guys, why really, at a price like that, you should pick this DVD up, and the code that goes by is WWE. One two one three. With that being said, um, this uh, DVD it was released in two thousand and eight, uh, and it marked the first three disc compilation that WWE had ever released on Kane. And I can tell you um, that I was absolutely pumped when I went on Amazon and seen that this was um, upcoming, and uh, it was released towards the tail end of two thousand and eight. And now the first thing to point out, guys, is that. Um, it does not include a documentary or any kind of biography on Glenn Jacobs or anything of that nature. And, you know, obviously that's a little disappointing because one of the things I actually like about WWE Superstar releases uh, is the fact that you normally get an hour or so long documentary and then a choice uh, of some of their best matches. But obviously with Kane, it's a little different. Um, you know, he's a character and it's important to remember that. And, you know, obviously WWE have tried to, um, you know, preserve the integrity of Kane's character in the same way that you don't really see... Um, you know, then release any candid sit-down interviews with The Undertaker because they're trying to preserve the mystique of his character and it's the same with Kane. So hopefully, you know, I hope that whenever Kane does eventually decide to hang up his mask for good, you know, that they release a revised version of this where maybe there is some sort of biography or sit-down interview with Glenn Jacobs where he talks about his life and career as Kane and maybe some of the other gimmicks who knows that he portrayed in the past. Um, you know, they could call it something perhaps like the man behind the mask or the man behind the madness something like that but needless to say guys this um dvd here um it doesn't have that documentary so we'll maybe we'll have to wait for that and see what happens in the future but let's just get stuck into the review guys as i say this is basically um three discs of kane's matches as put together by wwe disc one starts with um wwe's worst nightmare and this is basically the intro to the dvd and uh, it's a little kind of um, video montage of some of kane's most destructive moments um throughout his 15-year career um one thing that the dvd does have um is commentary from kane and he's completely in character but it's kind of nice because he's there and he provides the link between the matches and uh, offers some kayfabe comments if you like um, and kind of sets the scene about what the match was about and why the match was happening. So it's pretty good like that. And also throughout um, the discs, there are video packages and promos interspersed between the matches just to kind of give fans an idea of what was going on at the time. So um, this one features obviously masks to Kane and um, it deals with uh, his debut and uh, his early years in the Federation. Uh, the first match that we get is a Survivor Series Special Challenge match, um, and this was from 1997. This was Kane's first official match. If you remember when Kane debuted himself and Paul Burr, they went around and they were choke slamming, tombstoning, you know, wrestlers left, right, and center. And he didn't really have an official match um, until Survivor Series when he went up against Mankind with Paul Burr by his side. And this is a hard-hitting, brutal match and you know it's a great match 
much. And, you know, still holds up to this day. And obviously, you know, Mick Foley himself, he's a hardcore brawler. And, you know, his style kind of worked well with Kane. And, you know, he was a great guy to choose to put Kane over at the time. Um, because, obviously, you know, Mankind is known for being this tough, superstar and uh, for Kane to be able to come in and uh, work with him you know it was very good for Kane and to you know put the character on the map as this unstoppable kind of force um, but of course if anyone remembers Kane was brought in specifically to face the Undertaker and you know to kind of provide another element or arc to the character of the Undertaker obviously Kane and Undertaker are kayfabe storyline brothers and uh, you know that was really what he was brought in for in that first kind of half a year uh, was spent building up Kane versus the Undertaker and obviously Undertaker every time Kane provoked him he refused to face his brother his own flesh and blood but they did eventually meet for the first time in a brother versus brother encounter at uh, WrestleMania 14 from Boston and that was in 1998 and it was one of the premier matches on the card it sat just below us and Shawn Michaels so that gives you an idea of how kind of big this match was and you know I've heard both Glenn Jacobs and The Undertaker Mark Calloway obviously talk um, you know about the build of this feud and about how they both hold it as one of the you know best built views WWE has ever had and I agree um, you know the way they did that original Kane and Undertaker story it was you know something special and you know the match was Undertaker versus Kane at Wrestlemania and obviously you know we know the outcome of that one guys given the Undertaker's Wrestlemania record but you know it's still a great match and it holds up to this day and I think both guys you know um, did themselves justice in this match they went a long time two big guys and uh, they sold a great story um, this obviously then leads us into the next time they would face on pay-per-view and it was in the very first um, In Your House Unforgiven uh, 1998 Inferno match of course and uh, this was marked the first time that an Inferno match had ever been held in the World Wrestling Federation as it was at the time and uh, you know this is a great match as well it's another classic and uh, you know whenever it's all said and done this will be probably you know be looked upon as one of Kane's um, better matches and it's definitely a classic and it's worth checking out and absolutely deserves to be on a DVD like this and uh, then we go to another large part of Kane's history and that comes at the Kane in the Ring 1998 uh, where he faced off against Stone Cold Steve Austin um, and a first blood match for the WWE Championship now without giving anything away uh, I think most old school long time fans will know what happened here but um, obviously you know going into this match Kane wore a full bodysuit he had no exposed skin at all his normally uncovered right arm was even covered uh, by his full body costume at the time and it kind of you know leading up to this event you were kind of thinking you know how on earth is Austin ever going to get Kane to bleed and you know the commentators try to sell it throughout you know like Austin's going to have to try and unmask Kane and bust him open that way but it's a great brawl and uh, you know it features the hell in the cell coming down there's all sorts of interference it's crazy and it's a lot of fun um, this then leads us on to a match where Kane teams with X-Pac and he takes on Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart in a match from Raw in 1999 for the World Tag Team Championships and you know um, this kind of is all we really get between the Kane and X-Pac tag team and there was so much more history that they could have went into here um, but they didn't and they just kind of chose a random Raw match they don't really talk about you know X-Pac and Kane and DX and that kind of involvement unfortunately um, but nonetheless it is nice to get a match you know featuring Kane and X-Pac because they were a good big man little man team they worked well off each other and um, you know facing off against Jeff Jarrett who you know I'm personally not the biggest fan of but against Owen Hart you know it's great to see that 
Um, so then it goes from that immediately to Armageddon 1999, where Kane and X-Pac uh, faced off against each other. Kane was with Tori at the time, and uh, you know that's what I'm saying. You know, there's so much more history there, but it kind of just goes from oh, one minute they're partners, the next minute they're fighting each other in a cage match, and you know. Uh, they could have maybe built it up a bit better, but you know it is what it is. And the cage match is great and has a really cool spot with Kane jumping off the top of the cage and just goes to show that you know how athletic Kane was and the kind of stuff that he was and is able to do for a guy his size and it shouldn't be underestimated in my opinion. Um, from here we move on to Kane's feud in early 2000s against Chris Jericho and we get the match from Armageddon. It was their last man standing match. Again, this is another fun brawl, um, but. You know, one of the things that I have noticed about this set is that Kane seems to lose a lot of the matches. Now, obviously, Chris Jericho and Kane in the same year and in the same feud, indeed, they fought Survivor Series and Kane won that match. They also fought Rebellion where he won. So that's kind of the match, one of those two matches I would have been more inclined to choose than this one. But, you know, it is what it is. It's a fun match and... Uh, you know, it probably is the best match of their series that they had at that point in time. And I, one of the most baffling things in Disc 1, guys, I have to admit, is um, a match they put on here. It's from No Way Out in 2001, and it's a triple threat tag team championship match. And it features Edge and Christian, the Dudleys, and the Brothers of Destruction, obviously Kane and Undertaker. And in this match, it's, it's bizarre that they would choose this match to kind of chronicle Kane and Undertaker's tag team history together, because in this match, they hardly feature at all. Um, they're kind of taken out of commission if you like an edge and christian and the dudleys kind of carry the majority of the match and to make things worse you know can take lose and i just kind of think there's so many other matches they could have chose uh, to kind of display Kane and undertaker's brothers of destruction history but you know again it is what it is um and then the the first disc features a number of special features one entitled undertaker's secret and this uh, is great because it kind of shows you uh, how Kane came to be uh, whenever Paul Burr started coming out and teasing the Undertaker that he had a brother who was long feared dead by the Undertaker but who actually had survived this gruesome fire and it kind of shows you the weeks on Raw building up to Kane's eventual debut uh, which came at uh, Bad Blood in 1987 October 5th and it's one of the best um, debuts um, in history, I think, and that's all chronicled there. It also has a funny skit on Kane versus Pete Rose because obviously they've had a number of run-ins at uh, various WrestleManias over the year, so that's kind of a, a comedic thing. But that kind of sums up disc one. Not bad. Um, definitely it's strongest at the start with you know, the Undertaker stuff, uh, the Inferno matches, the Stone Cold Steve Austin stuff, but then it kind of fades out a bit um, with the X-Pac thing because... Um, I just think they could have went into more depth there. The Chris Jericho match is good. And, um, you know, the tag team match is just baffling why they would put that on. Moving on to disc two then, we jumped to 2001 and we have a great match kicking off the set, or this disc, excuse me. And it is a WWE Intercontinental Championship chain match between Kane and Triple H. And I have this down as one of Kane's best personal matches uh, just because of, you know, the monumentous victory he had that night and the fact that he was able to work with Triple H and, you know, get a fairly decisive win over him in what was a brutal great match um from there we move to his wrestlemania 18 encounter with kurt angle and again this is another really good match and shows how kane is able to adapt his style to work with you know a great technical wrestler like kurt angle and uh, you know again the problem was that this match wasn't really built up to be anything major you know and the story got into this one was that kane had cost kurt angle his chance at the wwe championship and that's kind of where that rivalry grew out of and it never really amounted to anything after that but what it did get 
Davis was a good WrestleMania encounter between, uh, you know, two good wrestlers. And from here, then, we jump to 2002, um, and it is the World Heavyweight Championship versus the Intercontinental Championship match, which Kane had against Triple H. Now, obviously, if you remember leading up to this match, it was one of the worst storylines in WWE history. It was the Katie Vick storyline, which, you know, the WWE used to explore the topic of necrophilia, of all things, which obviously is not a very desirable topic uh, to be brought into an entertainment show. And indeed, at the time, you know, they were flooded with, you know, complaints because people didn't want to log on or tune in, you know, to, the wrestling show and see this kind of stuff but um, interestingly enough there's absolutely zero mention of this on the DVD and rightfully so it shouldn't be but you know if you can take away the terrible storyline that surrounded these two at the time what you get is a very strong match between them uh, personally I think they should have put the belt on Kane at this point he was really over um, he was the face of Raw arguably um, but it's just an example of Triple H, you know, hanging on to that belt for himself for another while. Um, but I think if ever there was a time that they could have put the WWE world title on Kane, this would have been it. And it would have made up for his one day reign that he had at the start of his career. But from there, we move on to his alliance with Rob Van Dam. And again, it's kind of, you know, brief, if you like kind of like the X-Pac stuff in Disc 1, you know, it doesn't really deal with, you know, Kane and Van Damme's history in the kind of depth that, you know, one might like, but nonetheless, we get, you know, a few matches from Raw, and that's good, you know, that's one of the things about this set, I have to admit, is that you get a lot of footage from Raw and uh, whatnot, and obviously that's hard to find nowadays, whereas the pay-per-view matches are kind of easier to find, um, but yeah, the Kane and RVD stuff is dealt with, and you get a nice um, match between the newly unmasked Kane versus RVD in a steel cage match from Raw, which is a good, brutal, hard-hitting match. The thing which probably surprises me most on Disc 2 is that they don't feature, you know, the match where Kane actually unmasked in Madison Square Garden. I thought, you know, if this is meant to be a definitive history of Kane, that of all matches that uh, they could have put on here, that that would have been one of them. But we just get a thing called My True Self, which is a highlight package, just kind of, you know, running over what happened, how he came to unmask. But I actually would have went further and actually showed the match itself, but I suppose they kind of felt that they had, you know, two Triple H versus Kane matches already on this, but I would have went ahead and put a third on, to be honest, because they work well together, and, you know, that match was monumental in Kane's history, um, but nonetheless, the disc kind of ends with Kane's great feud with Shane McMahon, um, this was a very enjoyable feud, I know a lot of people say, oh, you know, it made Kane look weak, that he was reduced to feuding with, you know, Shane McMahon, or whatever, but at the end of the day, he owned Shane McMahon in this feud, they faced each other in an exciting last man standing match at Unforgiven in 2003 and then again at Survivor Series the following month in what was um, termed the final encounter which was an ambulance match and if I'm not mistaken the first ambulance match that we'd ever seen in WWE at that time um, so that was good Kane was able to pioneer you in the Inferno match and indeed you know, the ambulance match in WWE and I think again you know, Kane and John Cena they faced in an ambulance match obviously earlier this year in 2012 and uh, you know he's been part of both of those um, the last match actually that's featured on this disc is it's a best to part match between Matt Hardy and Kane 
Um, this was in 2004, and obviously, you know, the idea behind this was the winner would get to marry Lita, and that kind of started Kane's kind of demonic relationship and bizarre relationship uh, with Lita. And indeed, that's also covered in the special features, which are um, really good, actually, on this disc, guys. What we get is Kane is ready, are you ready? And that's the infamous backstage promo that he did with Hulk Hogan and The Rock on SmackDown, uh, which is really entertaining and again shows that Kane isn't just a one-dimensional monster character. You know, he can be funny as well. Then we get um, a really funny backstage interview uh, from Raw in 2002 entitled Chicks Dig the Mask. And indeed, you know, years later, we're kind of seeing Chicks Dig in the Mask again with this recent Kane and AJ Lee storyline that's going on. We also get Kane is quite disturbed about the current situation. We get Jim Ross interviewing Kane, which is another infamous um, part of WWE history where obviously good old JR is set ablaze. And then we get the actual wedding ceremony, which is just bizarre yet entertaining uh, in the same extent uh, from Raw in 2004 as well. So that finishes disc two. The third disc um, definitely, guys, is the weakest of the three discs because it kind of features... Um, a time when Kane wasn't as relevant or as important in WWE as he had been in his prime or earlier years and uh, this kind of deals with 2005, 2006, 2007 uh, 2008 where he did a lot of putting over uh, of the younger talent which you know I respect Glenjik is a lot for for doing that but at the same time you know, selfish Kane fan and me would have liked to have seen him um, you know be more dominant during these years but you know you get his work with Shawn Michaels um, you know and a video package you know, explains how he broke uh, crushed Shawn Michaels Larnix in the storyline and they had a fun match at Unforgiven uh, in 2004 where Shawn returned to face Kane and get his vengeance and then we get kind of irrelevant stuff which doesn't really need to be on the set arguably we get a no holds barred match between Kane and Gene Snitsky obviously the storyline there was that you know Snitsky had caused the death of Kane's um, storyline uh, baby to Lita and uh, that's kind of how that feud was brought about you know and that was the whole it isn't my fault thing you know that Snitsky started to do and uh, you know they worked a brief feud with each other you then got a few actually really good entertaining matches with Edge um, and this again you get a steel cage match from Raw between Edge and Kane and you get a stretcher match between Edge and Kane um, now both those matches are really good but unfortunately Kane loses both but they also had a match at Vengeance from the same year where Kane went over in a really exciting well worked match and I don't for the life of me know why they didn't you know, opt to put that on here but for whatever reason it is what it is um, you also have Kane's um, feud with Umaga, obviously Kane was one of the first kind of established stars that they put Umaga against in an attempt to make Umaga look good and of course Kane you know as usual did that um, and then we kind of round up um, the disc three with you know matches with Booker T uh, Finlay a really good Belfast brawl actually from Smackdown but again bizarrely you know Kane puts over Finlay there and it's just strange you know, to see us you know a star like Kane uh, you know, losing to Finlay, not that, you know, no offence to Finlay or anything like that, but I always thought that in WWE, Kane was more relevant than Finlay, and it finishes with a champion versus champion, uh, Kane versus Undertaker match from SmackDown, which is kind of a slow starter, but does pick up the pace and gets going, and, um, you know, and it was the time whenever Kane was the ECW champion, and Undertaker um, was the world heavyweight champion in SmackDown, and the special features in this one then, guys, is the 24-man battle royal for the ECW championship, um, from WrestleMania 24, and all 
also the you know the subsequent match that Kane had on the pay-per-view portion of WrestleMania 24 against Chavo Guerrero, which set a record for the shortest match in WrestleMania history. And that really rounds up the DVD, guys. So just to reiterate and summarize, disc one is definitely the strongest of the three discs. Disc two has a lot of good stuff on it as well. Disc three is the weakest, but there are some good matches to be found there. And I guess, guys, what we're going to have to do is just wait for them to bring out a revised version of a Kane set. And hopefully on that, we will get um, a documentary and sit down with Glenn Jacobs where he talks about his life and career as Kane and, uh, you know, stuff outside the ring, perhaps, and other things that he does in his life. But that really is my review of the Twisted Disturbed Life of Kane. Um, hopefully this is informative, and um, definitely I would say pick it up. If you're a Kane fan, obviously you probably already have. The setup's been out a while now. But uh, if you're not so much a Kane fan but are interested, definitely pick it up from Silvervision, as it's only six ninety nine at the moment, guys, and that's a bargain for any DVD. And this Kane set should really be in anyone's DVD collection, in my opinion, because Kane is one of the premier stars off WWE and certainly one of the biggest stars of the last 15 years. He's had a hell of a career and you know I hope before it's all said and done that we'll get a revised version of this as I say. But the Twisted Disturbed Life of Kane is the best that we can hope for at the moment and that concludes my review guys. Thanks for checking this out and I hope you enjoy the podcast. See you later guys. Hey, it's Dave. And Duvall here. You're listening to Chris and Mike on WrestleShock. And you know what? If you're fed up being clotheslined, join us on Dave and Duvall's Toys and Collectibles, the podcast where we discuss toys and answer your questions. That's right. So head on over to ToyWorldOrder.com or iTunes, look for Toy World Order, and check us out. Hey, guys. My name is Pixel Dan. You may know me from my reviews on Masters of the Universe Classics. Or perhaps you know me from a little show called From Pixels to Plastic. Or hey, maybe you caught one of my Trash Pack videos, or my Spider-Man videos, or... You get the picture here? I do a lot of toy videos. Did you know that there is now a place online where you can see everything that I do? That's right, one stop for all things Pixel Dan. www.pixel-dan.com for toy review videos, commentary, and much more from a guy who just loves toys. Pixel-Dan.com, for the love of toys. Check it out. Okay, guys. So, thank you very much for listening to myself, Chris Hill. Um, Chris Hill is Mr. Big Red on YouTube. Chris Hill 90, I believe, on Twitter. Uh, if you want to give him a follow, um, please do so. Uh, Martin, um, you've already heard him. Martin Steins on S-T-Y-N-E-S-S, I think, on Twitter. And Martin Talks on YouTube. The guys have phenomenal YouTube channels, uh, as does X Swanton Girly X Hilly the Tiny on Twitter, who would have done their last episode. Um, so make sure you uh, follow those guys. Um, if you have an idea of what you would like me to review, you can head over to my YouTube channel, Ventomania, and you can have a look at my DVD collection. If there's a certain DVD there you want reviewed, uh, let me know. Um, I'd be happy enough to do that um, for you. Um, uh, Chris actually asked me to do a Bobby Heenan one, so I did that. Um, uh, Sarah X223, I think it is, asked me to do Grace Subsource of the 80s. So, time recording this, I'm in the process of doing that as well. Um, so, this has probably been the longest WrestleShock reviews, and it's due to the thanks of the two guys that 
this has been the case. Um, really, really enjoyed listening to their reviews, as I hope you did as well. Um, we do have um, some interesting stuff coming up on WrestleShock um, as well, so stay tuned for that for myself and Mr. Mike Lacey. If you want to follow the show at Twitter, we're really in desperation of uh, Twitter followers. Um, try and get the numbers up. So at WrestleShock316, if you want to follow us there. Or you can follow myself on Twitter, Vento316, and Mike is MLacy91. Um, <clears throat> so that's probably going to do it for now. Make sure you head over to silvervision.co.uk, guys. A lot of um, items are available to pre order, um, such as the top finishers um, ones. Um, you can get WCW Clash of the Champions, is actually being released at the moment. Um, so it is. So that's one of them. Um, just going to bring up here and just over WrestleMania 28. Obviously, is a big one that is still waiting to be released. Um, so they're back in business. No way out. 2012. Undertaker of the Streak Blu-ray. Um, there's one there that I really want to get. Austin 316. Three faces of Foley. Break the walls down. It's true. Uh, DVD two discs. 11.99. You're getting four um, superstar biography things and that. 50 greatest finishing moves in WWE history. Really looking forward to seeing that one as well. Um, and over the limit um, things like that so what you can do is as I said earlier on pre-order three of them get 10% off money doesn't come out until they ship it out which is brilliant um, so yeah head over to uk. thanks to the guys for um, doing their reviews and as I say if there's anything you want me to review you can email me vinto316 at gmail.com make sure you're checking back for Operation Retroshock as well on this feed with myself and Alan Price I just passed her 50 epi- 50th episode um, so a uh, lot of ideas flowing around for the next 50 um, so that that's basically going to do it um, like with Martin I'm finding it hard to say goodbye it's just so tough to say goodbye but all I say is um, we shall end this event and until the bell rings the next time thanks very much for listening and goodbye I'm right here on my knees asking you for one favor but I'm not asking you for anything more than what every other WWE fan has asked you for If I have to pick a tag team partner, I want that tag team partner to be Hulk Hogan. Just one more match. Teamwork from Hogan and Shawn Michaels. Well, you gotta admit that Hogan and Shawn Michaels are a hell of a team. Whoa! Here it is! Hogan got the tag! Hogan got the tag! Oh, the big boot! Here it comes! Oh! That one drop! It's over! Yeah! The green team has done it! Two of the greatest in-ring performers to ever grace the squirt circle, and they make you proud that you're in this business. Super kick to hell out of Hogan!
a reputation that you created 20 years ago. I go out there every single night and recreate myself. So, I am laying down the challenge. SummerSlam! The Immortal Hulk Hogan versus the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. At SummerSlam, I'm gonna kick your teeth down your throat. You, my friend, have taken this thing to a whole nother level, dude. If you want a match with me, all you had to do was ask. But instead, you cheap shotted me. Every time you come out in this ring, it's for Shawn Michaels. I'm here for each and every one of these Hulkamaniacs, brother. And if they want me in SummerSlam to kick your skinny little ass, then I'm gonna kick your ass, Shawn Michaels. In this ring, you can't touch me.